Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devil Fruit Punch, the podcast where we read One Piece and then we talk about it. I am, of course, your host, John, and joining me today from the East Blue, Red Foot Matt. Wait, hey. Red Leg? <laughs> uh, red Foot, yeah. <laughs> and also joining me from the Red Wastes of Texas... Patrick Ramirez, Spooky P. Yo, 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 Spooky P back. <laughs> back in town. So, I have something to tell you guys. Lay it on us. I did my own rendition of Grog today, which I will be drinking throughout the show. Do you want to know what it is? Jo- John may be blind at the end of this episode. Is that what you're saying? What do you mean you did your rendition of Grog? What does that mean? (laughs) I took what I think Grog means on a spiritual level, and I reproduced that. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) What I did... Grog is beer, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think historically Grog is like, is beer mixed with rum, right? I don't actually know, but that... Rum mixed with water. That feels right. (laughs) I thought it was beer. Uh, oh. my grog is equal parts Jägermeister and Sailor Jerry's. I think that counts as that, grog. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that sounds way more strong than grog. That's like <laughs> you just made a well, keep, just made liquor with more liquor. Keep in mind though, the grog was like poison <laughs> because it was made from stills, probably. Um, so you got that extra kick in there that I think John is compensating for. That's kind of what I was going for. I knew that grog <laughs> had to taste really bad. But it'll get you drunk. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I admire your uh, pirate spirit, John. (laughs) So with that very important order of business out of the way, today we will be discussing chapters 42 through (coughs) 52. Um, In this section, the Straw Hats design a Jolly Roger to accompany their new ship before performing an accidental artillery strike on two of Zorro's pirate hunting buddies. Luffy and the crew are educated about the importance of maritime nutrition and make their way to Baratier, or Barati, because I don't know anything, which is a floating restaurant. Sounds delicious. Here we meet Sanji, the pervy chef. Zoro gets BTFO'd by a sword-fighting vampire Guy Fox, who he totally isn't in love with. Oh, and uh, yeah, Nami steals the ship. They really just shoehorn that in, too, don't they? It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, she's just stealing and becoming her old self. Well, you know, they, they I think they've been dropping a couple hints. She's very mercenary. She's, you know, not super pro-pirate. And uh, as John alluded to, the whole scurvy thing earlier really is just the latest reminder that uh, the people she's with have no idea what they're doing when it comes to anything nautical. True. Um, yeah, and I like the little bit of you know, foreshadowing or explanation as to maybe why she's doing it, where it shows the little, uh, the wanted poster. Yeah. And she mentioned Belmere, which is a word that means nothing to anybody who's only gotten this far, but, uh, John and I know what that is. Yeah. Um, you know, the bounties are going to become more of a thing too. So I'm glad that it's being introduced so early, you know, this idea of, you know, the more bounty you have, the more of a badass you are. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch how much this long-nosed individual had for his bounty, but I assume it must be quite large. 
Oh, uh, Don Krieg? Uh, no, the... You saw... The wanted poster was of a character we haven't been introduced to oh, yet, right? Oh, okay. I think I know who you mean, but I, I that went over my head. Okay. Did you notice that, Patrick? Uh, I'm trying to find the poster now. Is it just the image on the poster? Yeah. I don't remember there being any numbers. So, um, if if we're talking about who I think we're talking about, it looks like it was 20 million berries. Okay. Yeah, uh, like I said, I don't know if that was actually on there or not, but... Like I said, I'm glad they introduced the concept. Uh, Patrick, were you surprised that Nami did this? Or were you like, yeah, that makes sense? I was mostly like, yeah, that makes sense. I was surprised that she did it. But then instantly I was like, "Eh, I mean, like she it's always kind of done her own thing. And also, like, I think it was driven by like hers, her. uh, Find I don't know I guess finding out is the right word or not but like Luffy when when they're discussing like who the next person to be on the team is going to be and they're in the kitchen and it's very obvious that the next words out of his mouth should be like the new cook and he doesn't say that and then she's like maybe this guy's an idiot (laughs) I really want to call out yeah what I thought she was thinking Luffy really wants a musician Um, yeah musician (laughs) (laughs) he really wants a musician to join the crew and um, whether or not this turns into a running gag I'll leave it for us to discover. Uh, Luffy is a guy who, you know, he runs on pure vibes. He's not thinking about anything other than... It's not a planner. (laughs) Just whatever (laughs) is his whim or fancy at any given moment, you know? Well, and it's just funny that, like, for such a food-oriented guy, for him not to think about, (laughs) hey, somebody could prepare food for us. Um, that's the thing, though. Luffy just wants to eat giant hunks of meat. He's that's a garbage true. disposal. He will eat absolutely <laughs> anything, and he will eat absolutely anything if you don't stop him from doing that. That's a good point. Uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, Barati. Did you guys say Barati or Baratier? Uh, I don't. I call it Barati. I, I don't even know what I pronounce it as. <laughs> I don't. Not. <laughs> I. I. I what do you think, Matt? Barati? That's uh, yeah, Barati. But I, I do like Baratier. That kind of fits with the the hot cuisine. <laughs> yeah, vibe. hot cuisine. Um, I really liked when I like their ship. First of all, the the concept of a floating restaurant, and then Oda's rendition of what that would be. Very cool. Um, I I love the whole thing, but especially I loved when like the front of the boat came off and made like a smaller battle boat. Oh and yeah, Luffy is like. Whoa! It's so cool. <laughs> I uh I always love when Luffy is really impressed by something that he loves. This this whole arc is just an absolute fucking banger. Like that that's what was going through my head the whole time is man, this is so good. The concept of like the fighting cooks is so funny that all the waiters I love it. quit because they got too frightened by the cooks. Um, I love the concept of a restaurant where all the chefs can kick your ass. Yeah, so you be, you better be on point. Yeah, it's cool. You know, they they introduce a whole like naval guy as like a false antagonist who <laughs> just like gets immediately owned, um, and then mm-hmm. fucks off. <laughs> I'm really sad that. Uh, well, never mind. Um. So we're talking about Barati. Uh, let's talk about Sanji. Uh, Patrick, what did you think of Sanji? The waiter, right? The assistant chef. Yeah. 
Oh, what's the waiter's name? Uh, no, you, you're, that's who you're thinking of. Sanji brings out the food. Yeah, he's dressed like a waiter. Now that you mention it, which is yeah. kind of weird. That's fair. He, he's the guy in my Discord uh, video oh, yeah, profile okay. background. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I was like, wait, he's the waiter, right? But now I'm looking at this panel that says, "I am the assistant chef here." I think I missed that part. Yeah, <laughs> does not look like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he. Uh, so I work at a. I worked at a restaurant for like seven years. So this was all just like other memories bubbling up for me <laughs> when I was reading this. <laughs> but yeah, he seems like he's doing what everyone, every waiter wants to do to a, an asshole customer in the beginning, like you know. And then uh, the chef come out saying the customer's always right, but like in reality, they never say that. That's that's not. <laughs> oh yeah, you're talking yeah. about uh, Patty, <laughs> the patissier. Yeah, saying like the customer, whatever his line was, like the customer's always gets what they want or something. I can't remember. I also loved when Luffy thought that. Because the way they're introduced, right, is the accidental cannonball shot that Luffy shoots them with. Um, And Luffy at first thinks that Zeph has a peg leg because of that. (laughs) He's like, did I blow your leg off? Oh my god, what have I done? (laughs) Yeah, I was like flipping back and I was like, what happened? It was just like a hole in this wall and now he's got a peg leg already? Yeah, that's as panicked as we've ever seen Luffy, I think. (laughs) Uh, I love, um, we mentioned Patty. I love when we first see Patty, we get a whole like six or nine panels of him just looking like a complete jackass in the mirror, practicing his like customer service routine or whatever. Yeah. Monsoor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if this is in the like official translation or not, but. San- Sanji in like unofficial translations will sometimes call ladies like Madame Moselle or whatever. Um, maybe that's a weird translation of like a Japanese thing. I don't know. I don't remember if he specifically. That's... Sorry, go ahead, Patrick. I don't know. You I don't remember if he specifically says Mademoiselle, but he, he, there's a very distinct like attitude shift whenever he's talking to a really. I mean, basically any lady, but pretty ladies especially. I don't like Sanji. I'm just going to put that. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like his design. I like his fighting style. I like everything about him, except for the fact that he's a fucking soup. Uh, I love Sanji. So (laughs) we can agree to disagree there. Yeah, no, I mean, that that is going to be the dynamic is uh, I'm the Zoro guy and you're the Sanji guy. And then we constantly vie for Patrick's (laughs) approval. And I just agree with whoever talked to me last. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we love you. Well, yeah, like, Uh, and and Patrick, I'm I'm just bringing this up because you mentioned that um, you might have missed that he was the assistant chef. But um, we hear the other cooks talking, too, to Chore Boy, uh, Luffy, who who was just fucking things up more than he's actually helping. But um, Sanji's been there the longest. You know, it's been Sanji and Chef Zeph. And uh, everybody else came after. They all kind of speculate, you know, why doesn't he quit? He hates, you know, the chef so much. They're always fighting and arguing. But um, Sanji's got real seniority. And uh, that, you know, may or may not come up in the second half of this arc. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, we know because we, we read all the chapters. But <laughs> You'll find what? out, though. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I, There's I, more chapters? Yeah, no. <laughs> One Piece actually keeps going for a, a few more chapters after this. Um, I will admit, though, that Sanji is kind of intimidating when he's, like, in his element. He, I love how passionate he is about food. 
um, you know, cooking in general, but, you know, food specifically as well. Um, I don't think, I mean, I love the idea of, oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, 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 you go ahead. I I was going to say, I I wanted to bring something up, but I don't think they actually mentioned this until uh, the second half of the arc. So sorry, thinking out loud. Supposedly. Supposed second half. Uh, <laughs> I, I just love the idea of like the assistant chef of the restaurant, like having a cigarette in their mouth and just walking around the restaurant and giving people their food and talking to them like that. That would be awesome. If I went to a restaurant and somebody was doing that, I would go back there all the time. I think it's something that you could only pull off if you ha- were at like the best restaurant, right? Like it, <laughs> oh, yeah. if the Maybe, food yeah. was not good, you would not be able to get away with that. And also, well, then it's just called the Waffle House. If that's happening. <laughs> it's not the best restaurant. Yeah, actually, I w- I was wondering, what do you guys think would be like one of the signature dishes at Barati? I mean, got to be seafood related, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, just all that uh, ever, uh, you know, ever constant access to whatever fresh fish they manage to uh, dredge up. Yeah, I w- I was thinking they probably have like the best miso soup. Oh yeah. Um like fresh kelp and all that shit. Like I can imagine that being really good. We know they have good rice. Um, that, that comes up a couple times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Um, I think we've pretty much talked mostly about that. Do you guys want to talk about the coolest character design we've seen so far? In my opinion, <laughs> Oh, are we are we jumping that far ahead? Because you know, we got to touch on um, what's his name, Jin and uh, Krieg at some point. Yeah, I mean, fucking Doctor <laughs> Krieg sucks. Okay, okay, I, I can take a stab at it if, if you'd like. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if if you want to, I mean, sure. Well, I, I think to me, the point of like Jin and Krieg is this is where they really start establishing like the credibility of the Grand Line, right? You know, these, these first, you know, this guy, Jin comes, he's completely, you know, battered and mangled. And we hear about this complete asshole, you know, Don Krieg, who is a purportedly the baddest guy in this entire ocean, which as we learn, um, you know, I think in this bit is one of the four major oceans of the world. So, you know, this guy has a pretty good claim to fame, um, they all got their asses completely handed to them by the Grand Line. They they couldn't hack it, and so they washed back up. And now they're here to try to recover and bounce back. And you hear about how, you know, just suddenly one day, they got fucking massacred by some guy. Uh, and Zeph, who we found out, A, was a pirate, B, has been to the Grand Line, and C, was there for a full year, <laughs> says... uh. Plus, it has a cool-ass name, also. Yeah, Red Shoes F, because of all the blood on his, sh- <laughs> his shoes. Yeah, that's, that's a badass name. I love Dude, that. Dude, and like we, we talked about this a little bit with Sanji, too, but the idea of a guy who fights only with his feet so that his hands can remain pristine okay, so- for cooking is very cool. I love that. I think that comes up in the second half. That was the thing I was trying to <laughs> remember earlier, but that's okay. Well, goddamn, it's it's all cool. good. And yeah, well, and he's yeah. kicking like his like his chef kicks. And Zeph also has a logbook. Am I spoiling that too? Nope, that's in here. Okay, yeah, yes. he has the logbook. Yeah, Patrick, why is the logbook important? Because uh, it details him and his crew's, uh, I guess, journey 
I don't I don't think it's just through the grand or to the grand line at least and then at the grand line and it has a lot of information on how to I'm guessing like how to survive at the grand line. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's Which, like a, da- a daily diary. Yeah. Yeah, he must be yeah. a fucking badass. Oh, so, yeah. That's cool. What in another also, great example? I, I was talking shit, but like Don Creed can like kiss my ass and suck all the dicks in the world, but Gein is I think pretty cool. I, I like him as a character. I, I like, like his fighting style. I like his weapons. Yeah. I mean, he defeats Sanji, which, you know, Sanji is pretty powerful even at this point. I think that's so, uh, I think that's second half as well. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, so so just to reel it back a little bit here, basically the main combat of all this is there's the threat of Krieg. <laughs> because, you know, just to quickly run through it, you know, Sanji feeds Jin. Um you know, Patty throws Jin out because he says customers are right, but if you don't have money, you're not a fucking customer, so eat shit. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Sanji is very particular. If there's somebody hungry, he's going to feed them. Um, Jin goes back, tells Krieg, you know, about Barati, the floating restaurant. Krieg comes back, he needs food too. Um, and as soon as he's fed, he says, okay, I'm going, I'm taking over. I'm a complete piece of shit. I'm a total asshole. Uh, feed my 100 men so we can. <laughs> hold you all hostage or I'll just kill you right now. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that threat there, but kind of going back, we hear the story about what happened to them. This one guy just kills, I don't know how many thousands of men, <laughs> like 49 ships or something. Um, yeah, 50 ships. Yeah. And then really it looks like just the flagship is all that kind of limped its way back. Um, and they're saying, yeah, why would he do such a thing? And Zeph makes a comment of, you probably woke him up from his nap. And he says, I'm not joking. That's how it is there. There are people that will do that to you over something that small. Uh, and then lo and behold, who should show up but... Drum roll, please, John. I think you wanted to talk about oh. this guy. Yeah, we get to talk about the guy who I think is actually a vampire. Mihawk. Oh, just because the guy's name is Dracul and... <laughs> Okay, but he looks and he like looks a like a vampire. vampire. <laughs> I, I, I would like to point out that the beginning of that episode or uh, uh, chapter is called Storm, right? And on the front page or the front cover of that is a picture of like a giant pigeon <laughs> with, with Nami. And so when they said like Hawkeye, like I just kept picturing that pigeon <laughs> with, like swords with like a big sword. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I think that Mihawk is very cool. I don't know why. I don't I can't explain it, but I don't know, man. The it, and this whole like interaction, this whole fight, like it's all just so good, man. Like Zoro's whole like death before dishonor thing and then the fact that Mihawk like uh recognizes that. Oh, fuck. This is my favorite fucking part too. Like the fact that he fights Zoro for 2 seconds and then just from like fighting him is like, oh, I can tell you have some serious baggage, my dude. Like he gets a whole <laughs> read on his personality just through fighting him. So cool. Fighting him, uh, it, it should be said, with the smallest knife he has, which is <laughs> another great Odaism. He, he man, like it's a very funny gag. Um, like this blade has maybe like a one inch. It's like a Swiss Army knife. Um, yeah, he's uh, the biggest sword ever on his back. Yeah, like, no, for you, the tiny one, my brother. 
he even apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry, but I don't have anything smaller than this. Um, <laughs> to go from that, though, to have, like, the confrontation genuinely be badass, like, with this tiny little toothpick, he completely shuts Zorro down. But I, I love Mihawk. I think he's really cool. This is, I think, the first real example of seeing, like, oh, there, there are guys around here that are so far out of you know, the Heroes League that, like, it's hard to imagine when they'll even be able to approach a guy like this. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, Patrick, because I remember you had kind of been complaining in previous arcs about the villains, right? About how they didn't mm -hmm. seem strong or intimidating enough? Um, yeah, they're just kind of weird. This They seem to have, in this arc, they're definitely, like, more intimidating, for sure. Yeah, I, I think Mihawk is the first, like, oh, shit guy, where it's like, okay, this isn't a Boggy, Buggy the Clown, this isn't a Captain Morgan, this is, like, the real deal, you know? Yeah, and I don't think we find out more about, you know, his, his title, per se, beyond the fact that he is the acknowledged, you know, greatest swordsman in the world. So, like, mm -hmm. for Zolo to, you know, say, I want to be that, like, that is a very specific meaning. It means this is the guy he is going to have to beat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. Ugh, Man. I love it. Well, yeah, it's a very, D you know, I, I talk out of my ass a little bit comparing this series to D&D, &D, but again, classic D&D &D move. Here's like the level 25, whatever guy who just shows up <laughs> to just go like, here I am. You can't touch me, but uh, I'm going to leave and you're going to remember me because <laughs> I'm probably going to come back later. Oh, man. Well, in, um, in like, sorry, just apropos of nothing, though, but like as they get in this fight, I just want to say one of the things I love about this arc is that it's not on an island. They're really like, it's kind of a bottle episode in a way. Like, you know, they're able to maneuver around these different, you know, ships or whatever, but very limited mobility, right? <laughs> like, like there isn't a whole town to destroy or a whole, you know, gigantic expanse of land to kind of navigate around. They really have to be mindful of the fact that the, the environment that they're fighting on, if it gets too damaged, will sink. Um, they even have that thing where they kind of extend like these like battle decks to the sides just to give them somewhere to fight that isn't the restaurant itself. Um, I think it's really cool. And the fact that they're able to squeeze so much out of basically being in the same physical, you know, I don't know, 100 foot radius or whatever the whole time is badass and uh, i think that does come up here as we see the duel between you know the the greatest swordsman and the aspiring champion hell yeah i like i said i think this whole encounter is just very it's it, it's just a weird inciting event where it's like the grand line has been talked about this whole time and then it's kind of hinted to more with uh with, uh, what's his name, Gein or whatever, Jin, I don't know what the fuck you call him. But... Whatever you want to call him. I call him Jin, but I like him. you Gein. see Mihawk, and you're confronted with the reality of what the Grand Line actually is. And, like, you know, it's just, it's full of these motherfuckers, these crazy freaks that are just, like, so <laughs> powerful and very mm -hmm. impulsive and scary. I mean, I, I, I won't rant on too much about it, but I, I just think it's cool, so... Um, is is there anything else that we want to talk about in these chapters proper, or do you guys want to go ahead and maybe take a quick break? 
Uh, I could do either one. I wanted to mention the covers with Buggy's journey, but uh, I don't know if that's better pre or post break. And the mystery woman. <laughs> uh, and his giant and his full size Buggy the Clown uh, cape thing still. Uh, let's let's talk about it. Cool. Um, yeah, we see a lady with, uh, I want to say a white cowboy hat. Very pretty lady. Um, I think there's like a heart on her sail. She kind of reminds me of somebody, but uh, that person, I don't know, looked quite different. So whoever it is, I'm glad Buggy has, uh, if not a girlfriend, then at least a partner in crime. <laughs> but uh, again, I, I don't know. When I first read this, I, I remember thinking like, is this like canon? <laughs> like, is this actually <laughs> happening in the story? Or is this just like random bullshit that he's just kind of just, you know, doodling out. And at this point, I, I think it's still not quite clear, but um, do we get to, Patrick, you're going to have to tell us this one. Um, have we seen in these covers yet what Buggy's former crew's up to without him? Um, The last, I don't think so. Okay, got it. There, There's a very, fu- the last one, double check. There's a very funny, uh, well, yeah, there's a little thing that happens that I quite enjoy, but I don't want to spoil it yet if you haven't gotten to it. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that. I've just okay. seen Buggy and like the hunting stuff still. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so Patrick, I actually, I actually want to know, like, was there anything in these chapters that like stuck out to you, like things that you liked or things that you disliked or things that you were confused about or anything like that? I think the thing I like the most is the fight between uh, Mihawk and Zolo. Obviously, that's kind of like the culmination of the arc that I read <laughs> uh, through chapter 52. And so just we kind of already touched on it, but like the Mihawk kind of not willing to take the cheap route and like eliminate a really good sword fighter just for the sake of like doing it because he's there recognizing that there's this person is more important than just like an easy kill. And he still has some, I guess, honor like uh, Hawkeye has honor and has a code that he's doing, you know, on his own thing. That's a good point. Like, I, I really like the framing where Hawkeye is not even like, Hey, I like you too much to kill you. It's, it would be a waste to kill you now. I'd rather fight you when you're tougher than you are, you know, at this point. Yeah, and like using that tiny, tiny, like, like I think they call it like a toothpick of a sword or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Like when he's Zillow's got his three sword attack going, and he just blocks it. It's like, bink. Well, and, and still though, like, he does some. You know, he's like, I recognized you are a true swordsman. I'll I'll honor you by <laughs> fucking annihilating you with the real sword. Um, there's a moment I really enjoy where we we've seen before that Luffy really respects duels, right? Like. Not only will he not help out, you know, a friend or a comrade in a duel, he will actively prevent enemies from helping their comrades out if they're in a duel. The second that Zolo gets the full slash, he immediately attacks Miyok. <laughs> like, I don't know, flip of a switch. He's like, okay, I'm in it now. Duel's over, but I got to save my, I got to save my boy. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's actually interesting, too, to think about Mihawk and Zoro as another reflection of this whole, like, motif of, like, passing on the will, you know, like, Shanks passing the straw hat to Luffy mm. and Mihawk being like, you know, I need another badass swordsman to kind of inherit my will when I die. I mean, he doesn't say that or anything like that, but that's kind of the vibe that I get. I mean, 
That's a great maybe, point. Maybe I'm stretching too much, but I, I think like that is part of his calculation is like, yeah, you know, like what, what, what am I going to do? Go around and kill all the other good swordsmen. <laughs> so there's no cool swords guys left anymore. Like, come on. That's, I mean, he could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's like a general grievous thing to do or something. Yeah. But that's not what he wants, right? Like he wants another, yeah. like other cool swordsmen going around doing their thing. So, yeah. no, I like that a lot. And like, there's a great contrast between, you know, red, red, uh, haired shanks, bequeathing the legacy of the straw hat to Luffy, whereas what Mihawk gives Zolo is a gigantic fucking scar on his chest from a near-death injury. Um, Probably uh, should have killed him. uh, I mean, yeah, but (laughs) it's it's a classic kind of thing. I mean, Zolo's going to, you know, presumably... Every time he looks at himself, he is gonna he's gonna remember that moment, and and he even kind of says he swears, "I will never lose another fight. <laughs> this is it." Yeah, I'm sure that's gonna go real well for him. <laughs> well, uh, he, he's got the will to power, right? You know, he, he is he's got that single minded edge that uh, really counts for a lot in this series. Hell um, yeah. This is going back a little bit. Can can we talk a little bit about Luffy as chore boy? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Him just be. I don't know if there's even much to be said about that. But I, I found it very entertaining that uh, he's just running around. Ostens- he's trying to be helpful, but he, he just can't be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other I mean, chefs just know I, him as chore boy. <laughs> yeah, I found it like cute and funny. I, I mean, Patrick, are, are these kind of like slapstick moments working for you or... Are they kind of like grinding on you a little bit? No, they're fine. I thought the part when he's like washing dishes and it's just like shattering dishes in that <laughs> panel, or it just breaks up like, and they're like, "Hey, like dish boy, chore boy, like stop breaking all the dishes." And like, I have literally worked with bartenders that would break, like just, and this was like a woman, like a small, a small woman, like putting the bottles back in the well where they go and like the metal thing, and just like slamming them down, and just the whole bottle shatters, and just like. <laughs> What? I was like, that's an entire bottle of liquor. You're just like, like come on, man. I'm so, I'm so yeah, happy that this has like triggered a memory release in you where you're like remembering all these weird experiences from the service industry. I mean, Luffy really is if you took like a blue collar worker and you plucked and you put them into the service industry like this is this is the kind of results you could expect. Yeah, he's just such a bull in a china shop. And I love that his crew, they're just enjoying a meal. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're completely unsympathetic to Luffy. So, you know, <laughs> not our problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't think when they come in to like eat and he's like, oh, no. It's like his friend's there and he's got a. And I'm like, oh, I've definitely had that experience as well. <laughs> oh, man. We got to learn more friends about Patrick's past. Patrick's like dark backstory <laughs> yeah I mean, can you think of any more you know personally relatable moments from <laughs> from some of this bit <laughs> there's probably more that i just have suppressed <laughs> but, uh, no. yeah that's fair i mean we're gonna rush on it's 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 funny how some of this is pretty spot on even though it's like satire and like some just straight up like comical interactions but there's all these like uh parallels to real life if you worked in and if anyone's worked in the service industry like that so it's pretty funny yeah i briefly worked in a kitchen and and can definitely relate to some of this um patrick i'm curious do you have any thoughts or opinions on um what do you think sanji's relationship with zeph is like um the other cooks seem to think that they hate each other i was wondering if that seems accurate to you or, or not 
I don't know. There seems to be like a mutual respect to me, like between both of them. Yeah. But it definitely seems tenuous at best. I don't know. It's like they both don't like each other, but they respect each other for some reason. And yeah. maybe because Sanji knows Zeph's. I can't remember. Is it is it known that Sanji knows Zeph's backstory of being a pirate? We we know that Sanji's been at the restaurant the longest. Um, and they cl- so he probably knows more than anyone else. But yeah, they they clearly have a rapport with each other, and like they they think alike in very idiosyncratic ways. Like the very idea of feeding Krieg's pirates, all the other cooks are like, "That's insane! Why would we ever do that?" And um, you know, in, in different moments, both Sanji and Zeph are willing to cook. And, and I think Zeph even has a line like, "We're we feed the hungry. That's what we do. If you come here and you're mm-hmm. looking for a meal, we're going to feed you. And if they're going to try to take this restaurant after that, then we'll kick their fucking asses. But that's mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we're not going to feed them. It, it, it's like this very core principle. It's very important to both of them. Nobody else yeah. understands it, but they're on the same page. Yeah, it's almost like when you are really, really hungry and you don't have food, you'll like do some pretty crazy stuff in order to eat, you know? Yeah, no, desperate people. And uh, I, I think if if you understand that desperation, it would make you more uh, empathetic in that kind of a situation. All right. Well, unless <laughs> anyone has anything to add on, I think we've pretty much covered all of that. So I need to refill my grog. Oh, yeah, so you we're do, buddy. Take a quick break. Get a double, a double grog, man. Let's uh, hit the gas. <laughs> all right. I'll be right back myself. Okay. I have a little game planned for you, Patrick. What do you mean? We're going to play a little game. Uh, About One Piece right now? Yeah, for the second part of the episode. Okay, what? Uh, I'll explain it in the episode. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to go get a beer, actually. Hey, I'm back. Oh my god, there's a video game where you can play as Patty. That blows my mind. Um, have you guys seen any of the... Oh, Patrick's not there. Patrick's Matt, not there. have you but seen the, the, um, the footage for this new Harry Potter game? No, I've heard of it. Um, I've not actually seen it yet. Dude, it looks so fucking goaded. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, it... <laughs> Looks so good. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, have you seen the tra- any trailers for the new One Piece game that's everyone's getting hyped over? No. What is it? It's called One Piece Odyssey, and it's going to be a full-blown like RPG. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, I think is it's it- a... Re- mm-hmm. um, kind of like Kakarot, how that was. 
Uh, it, it, I think it's more like Dragon Quest, honestly. Like, like they're Ooh. doing like a turn-based thing, um, turn whereas Kakarot okay. is more, yeah, yeah, uh, full-blown turn-based. They they have a thing though where like different playable characters outside of the turn-based combat have different like environmental abilities. Um, so like Luffy can stretch his arms to get up like a ledge or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's going to be original story, but there are going to be bits where you can replay through like classic stuff. But uh, it seems really promising, honestly. Um. It's kind of, it seems like it's going to be the best game that they've uh, come out with for One Piece thus far. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to start back up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick hit. I love that my uh, GIF is spoiling that Sanji cries at some point (laughs) for Patrick. (laughs) It's okay. I spoiled him way worse than that. Uh, That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, now I know what fight to look for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get there. I mean, you know it's good at least. All right. And we're back. For this part of the episode, we're going to play a little game. Ooh. I am Jigsaw, and you are my little subjects <laughs> who I will poke and study. Really, just Patrick, though, more so than that. <laughs> so, Patrick, you don't know anything about One Piece, you've only read 52 chapters. <laughs> But did you know that mm-hmm. One Piece has an insane amount of characters and every single one has a more insane design than the last? I did know that because I know that when I go to click on to read the free chapters in Shonen Jump, there's like a thousand. And I'm at 52. All right. So I am hoping that if we can get some people to listen to this podcast, some of them might be like you and they don't know anything about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a picture in our Discord chat (laughs) that will be one character that you have not been introduced to yet. You'll have no context about them. And I want you to describe to our listeners what they look like. And I want you to guess what you think their deal is. Okay. I'm down for this. I'm very excited for this. Let's pull up number one. Patrick, what do you think of this guy? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> some sort of admiral man with uh, a crescent moon for a mustache. Uh, looks like he's got some issues, I'm thinking. Been to lots of fights. He's got a... Uh, I don't know. The guy looks like some major boss admiral guy, but he doesn't have a shirt, but he's wearing his admiral coat. It's a little bit weird. So, it, I, so you I think, think he works for the Marines? Yeah, I was about to ask. I feel like he killed a Marine and took the admiral coat as like a trophy. Mm. Okay. Okay, so so if it's between the Navy or the Pirate, you're guessing this guy's a Pirate? I'm guessing Pirate, Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. I think... John, are, are we going to reveal who... <laughs> <laughs> who we're showing? Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you tell me how close I am? Well, we don't have to do that, but just um, I don't know, it, so the listener knows what <laughs> what Patrick's guessing on. Oh, okay. I think it's funnier if we don't. But <laughs> hey, whatever you want to do. But yeah, but you, you should tell the listener like who it is. Hey, yeah, so that they know who I describe. Listeners, um, I don't know if we have an email yet, but. <laughs> Give us your feedback, do you? Or a listener. If someone sends us an email and wants us to say the names, then I'll say them. But for now, I okay. want them to try to guess based on what Patrick said. Cool. I feel like I described him pretty well. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I, think, I think anyone who actually knows will, will know. Do you, do, Patrick, would you believe that this character, uh, in a very similar piece of fan art, uh, with his enormous cock out, uh, was the subject of a brief viral uh, One Piece meme called uh, The One Piece is Real? <laughs> 
Uh, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> well, be careful about Googling it because you'll probably see the it internet, real fast. The internet is a very large place. <laughs> all right. We're going to pull up another contestant in today's contest. Uh, weirdly has more abs than this guy. So let's check it out. What do you think of this guy? <laughs> Again, with the open shirt thing. It's a theme here. Uh so we've <laughs> oh man i don't know this guy this is like somebody i wouldn't want to run into like a, a rave or something i feel like this guy would either be at like a demented elton john concert uh-huh. uh he's got some weird looking i can't stop looking at the guy's <laughs> neck i mean does the previous guy have a neck like that i guess he did I, I will okay, say the, it, the neck thing in most images yeah. of this second guy, his neck is not that distracting. <laughs> I would say what draws me to like this a lizard, guy lizard head with a huge neck. The thing that's distracting about him to me are his, what I assume are eight inch deep cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the guy's hand. His hand is like twice the size of his head. <laughs> like with the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's all about the, I don't know if that's a cape or a shawl or a boa or something, but. That's why I'm thinking, like, you know, he's at an Elton John concert and uh, he's definitely in the mosh pit there. <laughs> so if he had a superpower, what do you think it might be? Um, superpower for this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, bo- boa. Boa flick? <laughs> um, Patrick, do you think he's a pirate, navy, or other? This guy strikes me as as a as a navy, actually. Okay. Okay. Cool. Like re- like reformed navy man. Interesting. Like when you say reformed navy man, do you mean like a former pirate who who became affiliated with the navy? I think like a navy man who became a reformed sea man. <laughs> Seaman. <Okay. laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Oh, All right. yeah. His abs are huge, too, <laughs> compared to the other guy. Oh, yeah. The other guy has, like, genetically modified smaller abs, and this guy's got, like, muscle man abs. I think there might be, like, a camera angle thing going on. Like, we're, we're seeing the first picture kind of from a lower angle looking up, whereas the second guy's more head-on. And I think that might the have something to do with that. The are insane. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. 150%... Uh, what was that trapezius? <laughs> uh, they could like there. It's like a what's the what's the hang, they could hang glide with their necks alone. Like, that's how He's like a sugar glider. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, cool. Well, I think you pretty much summed him up pretty pretty well. Let's check out the third contestant. Go ahead and give a good description of this guy for me. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, who's the guy from Rick and Morty? Or uh, was it Rick and Morty? Mister Poo Poo something. Um. Oh, uh, Mister Poopy Butthole. <laughs> yeah, Mister Poopy Butthole. This guy reminds me of Mister Poopy Butthole, altering universe that has hair and is a skeleton. <laughs> is it because of the hat? I think it's just like the skinniest nature in the head kind of reminds me of that, even though he's got an afro. <laughs> he has a this a guy, very uh, flowing blue cravat. Very flambeau cravat. Yes. Yeah, uh, somebody's taking a bite out of his shoulder, it looks like, or the moths got to it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like Fantastic he, afro. 
stylish, maybe in a kind of old fashioned way, but yeah, a little, a little worn <laughs> with that open patch. This guy did. This guy may be in the background on in the movie Coco. Not sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's like if The Shining was the Coco or the Coco and The Shining like melded together. Sorry. This guy would be the. This guy would be the. I, I'm going to have if The Shining was the Coco stuck in my head for the, for the next three days. <laughs> Patrick, if you had to guess, do you think this is like just like a main character that is around all the time or is he, you know, he just like shows up in a couple episodes, like a minor character. I'm going to assume this is a minor character. Okay. But it's one piece. It's, it's, I could be dead. You never know. You never know. Um, this could be a major character. This could be Luffy for all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Luffy would never have an Afro. (laughs) Yeah. Luffy's actually a POC and he grows out an Afro. He could eat a different fruit, the POC fruit, and, this is what happened, and then been murdered, <laughs> and then somehow brought back to life by the back to life plant. I don't know. Wow, I, I, that's a really interesting theory that you have there. The back to life, yeah, the, the devil fruit, I guess. Yeah, the back to life devil fruit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The Jesus fruit. The Jesus <laughs> fruit would literally bring you back to life if you were dead at the bottom of the ocean. All your flesh was gone. Very, very and true. Then you it got a weave, but it's an. Afro. I don't think this is skull. what Christians have in mind with the second coming. <laughs> but hey, maybe we'll listen. I didn't write the Bible. Okay, I'm just reading the shit. <laughs> I've seen I've seen season eight of Game of Thrones. This is what happens when you <laughs> you're in you're in those uh, those caverns. Like you come back the way you went in there. Buddy. Oh my god! I, I guess this is turning. You know, maybe not a navy guy here, but yeah. Do you think this is you know navy pirate or other? It's too fashionable to be a Navy person, okay, I believe. Okay, okay. I'm saying maybe... Uh, I'm, I'm thinking performer, man. I'm thinking performer, okay, yeah. magician. So, like, other, yeah. Because there are other. Like, not everyone's a Navy or a pirate. Other. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Somehow, something something very bad happened to this person. And yeah. they went from being dead to needing to make a paycheck. Needing to make an er- a living. Uh-huh. And they're an entertainer now. Yeah, like a performer entertainer type with the the maybe like the comeback like fruit. a restaurant ship. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe like instead of a restaurant ship, there's like a Siegfried and Roy ship, and this guy is one of the stars. <laughs> Which one of the lion tamers? <laughs> there's like a Las Vegas. Ah, oh, I bet this guy's at like the Grand Line at one of the like ex- he's at the Luxor ship at the Grand Line. Oh, I love that. And this guy's our this guy's our performer there. Damn, that would be sick. <laughs> he becomes like a headline act, like really famous or something. Yeah. Damn, that'd be cool. That, that's that's uh that's my guess. Hell yeah. Alright, we only have two more, so let's move on to oh, the I'm next so glad contestant. we're not so glad we're not done yet. <laughs> I know I'm having fun, I love this so bit. I this this bit is two more while we're doing it. <laughs> I was gonna say, man. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Keep it keep it coming, bartender. I'm All thirsty. right, next guy. <laughs> Ooh. That's tricky. Yeah. Does it say gas gas? <laughs> Yeah, it might. Yeah, I think definitely gas on the second half at least. Okay, so this person looks evil as fuck. (laughs) I want to correct you, Uh, Matt. It should be the first side since we're in Japanese right now. Okay, all right, John. Yes, sag saw. No, 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 no. You don't read it backwards. It it is gas. (laughs) Um. I'm getting, I'm getting evil vibes from this person. Uh, they were conjured up out of cotton candy and a hazard hazmat sign, I believe. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Part RAM, looks like. They got some cool gloves. Yeah, is there anything about like the gloves G- that jumps out? Oh, yeah, GG, you said? Uh, yeah, yeah, like GG Allen gloves is what I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, I think they may be CC Allen gloves in this case. CC Allen? Yeah. Possible. Or just eyeballs. It could be like things, like from the Adam family. Yeah, man. Adam's family. Like things gloves. <laughs> Those are his eye, you know, uh, eye, eye I know, goggles or something. I know who this character is, and I've never thought about the horns before, Patrick. So thank you for <laughs> making me think about that. Wait, sir. What, what? I mean, they're very prevalent. Other than yeah. it being like ram horns, sir. What did you say about this, Patrick? I just, I think I just said they're horns. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, no, he just said. brought it up, and I had never really considered it before. Well, he he mentioned... It, in One Piece, sometimes people just have weird things on their head, and you don't yeah. really question it. So, we, we, oh yeah, they're just there. Oh yeah, well, yeah like like the, the butler we just saw in the in the previous arc. I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he just got like a lamb head for for no no stated reason. This this guy kind of he kind of has Joker vibes. Sorry, I, I'm kind of taking your job a little bit here, Patrick, to describe him, but... This guy has, like, Joker vibes. That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, I, I gotta say, I'd never considered... That's my original thought. ...that his, like, weird, like, leotard or whatever was, like, hazard signy, and now I can't mm. not see it. <laughs> so, yeah, Piso Mahato. Damn, yeah, you really blew my mind with that one. <laughs> I mean, or, like, 70s, you know, just, like, style. No, you're right. Like... Uh, you know, that could be the side of a Winnebago for all I know. And he's just got wrapped it up in cotton candy. Room. It's really funny as we're doing these because like not to say which nails you're hitting on the head, but you're really hitting a couple of nails on a couple of heads. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're that not- is actually the funniest part of it is the things you get right where I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. <laughs> oh, um, uh, classic question, though. What do you think? Navy, pirate or other? Man, this one is tougher. I think this has got to be other for me. Yeah, it's got to be other. I I should say that, like, like when I say navy, I guess what I we'll get this will become clear later on. But really, like affiliated with the navy, not necessarily like a naval officer, but somebody who's aligned with like the world government. Hmm. I mean, we've we haven't journeyed that far from the beginning with Luffy, so we have met some. Fucking crazy Navy people. Like, uh, who's the guy with, like, the axe hand? Axe hand Morgan, yeah. Yeah. Axe hand Morgan, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was, that guy was out there, but he wasn't, this, this is, this is another level. <laughs> it's pretty out there, yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's, like, there's, like, all this metal stuff behind this person, so like, it makes me think, like, maybe they're, th- am I seeing them at the bottom of, like, a ship or something? There's all these pipes going around? I don't You're know. right, yeah. Like, we've been seeing all these wooden ships or, you know kind of normal-ish looking buildings, and, and this is much more of like the, almost like an industrial in- interior of something. Yeah. yeah, that's a good catch. All right, uh, yeah, let's not, let's I'm move on sure to the next contestant. Questions. I think we have room for, or time for maybe one or two more. I'm down, this dude. This guy. <laughs> oh, wow, he's got a pigeon. There's a pigeon on a pimp. Yeah, he fucking has a pigeon. <laughs> Damn right he has a pigeon. <laughs> and he's got like a pendulum beard thing going on down there. Yeah. Okay, so like I I watch a lot of like uh, stuff on YouTube uh-huh. as you do, and there's a brass band called Manazel Brass. I think they're from Austria. Oh, okay. And they have a trumpet player who dresses kind of like this. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Yeah, I can see this guy so being a musician. Yeah, that's my initial reaction. 
Uh, top Hat. He's like, if Rico Suave was the colonel from KFC, I'm thinking this guy. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's my... Uh, that's my initial reaction. Damn, I love that. That is pigeon awesome. kills it, man. I love that pigeon tie, <laughs> yeah. matching outfit. That was part of my Even the hat too. That was part of my reasoning for doing this is I kind of wanted to get you excited for One Piece without overtly spoiling you. Yeah, I mean these are all technically spoilers for you, but I feel like because they have so little context that when you see this person, you're going to be like, "Oh, it's them!" Oh, my God. oh yeah. Like some pigeon Billy. Some of this is going to be so far ahead in the future. Like um, in a previous episode, we discussed the flashback with like um, Buggy and uh, Shanks, and John, you or I were both like, "Oh my god, that guy was here!" You know that that one character was here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I found out. I watched a video on this recently. We're gonna find out who that guy is. Four hundred eighty-five chapters after that. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so far advanced that like yeah. You're just not going to think of it by that point in time. So much other stuff will have happened. 485 yes. chapters later? 485 that, chapters after that, we find out who that is. That's why we got to stick to at least 20 chapters or more. That's that's why One Piece is so good, dude. Yeah, apparently, like, Oda has been working on this since he was a child. He called it pirate manga <laughs> since he was in, like, middle school. So he's just been thinking about this for a very long time, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough of that. That was a fun game. I'm gonna oh, come up with more, not one more versions of that. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, that was a lot of fun and um, helped us kind of do more than just boringly recap the whole set of chapters and kind of get into <laughs> some more fun conversation and dialogue. Oh, so sorry. Really uh, quick though, um, for this last guy, um, world government or navy or pirate or other, Patrick. Sorry, I, I have to. Oh. Do this every time now. I'm getting Navy vibes from this guy. Okay. And I don't know if it's because he seems fit, you know, built, you know. Yeah. But the Navy guys in the beginning, you know, they were like those first two guys that are super built and jacked. And this guy's like normal proportions. So I don't know. I'm getting Navy vibes and Abraham Lincoln vibes. And Abraham Lincoln was president. So I'm going <laughs> Navy. Okay. That. Okay. That's the reason. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, I think I don't this isn't a crazy spoiler, but I think he's actually the closest to us in terms of chapters. So, um Oh, the last yeah, guy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, he he's pretty far off, but not as far off as the rest. So, all I'll say is that uh he will pop up in my favorite arc in the entire series. Yeah, same. So, very excited. Um, all right, let's wrap this shit up uh let's give this shit a ranking from f to s uh i'm gonna go ahead and go first because i just want to knock this out this shit is easy uh i'm gonna give this a b rank because i don't like sanji and this is his art (laughs) that's it okay um bravo john This is throwing me for a bit of a loop because I, I was planning on giving the entire, like both halves, <laughs> a combined score, um, which I guess I can hold off until next week. So I, I will say that um, this is definitely getting a, a, I should stop doing pluses or minuses, I guess. I don't know. This is getting a solid A for me um, or an A plus. I, I love Barty. I really think that like this, this is just every single aspect of this is just so good. It's going to keep on being so good. I'm, I am so excited for this. I, I think that this is truly one piece, one piece 
has now arrived. What about you, Patrick? I would give this series, uh, this, I saw I read 52 to, or sorry, 42 to 52, right? Yeah. And I would say this is getting a B plus for me because I, I did like it, but I was waiting for something even bigger to happen only because I was supposed to read till chapter 68 <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> I read until okay, cats out of the bag. That's why, that's why John and Matt are hating on me. <laughs> I'm not hating on you. I'm, because, I'm, because I'm a loser. Hilariating <laughs> at you. I'm, I'm getting a kick out of this. <laughs> I did really, I, I think the best part of this for me was the ending. With um, Zolo and Hawkeye, Mihawk. Ho- it's Mihawk Hawkeye, right? He's, yeah, Mihawk the Hawkeye Swordsman. <laughs> his name is um, Dra- yeah. Dracul Mihawk, but his nickname Dracul is Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, that's a hell of a cliffhanger, right? Nami's stolen the boat. All of the crew yeah. leaves. It's just Luffy. Yeah, and and then and then uh, Mihawk leaves at the very end of fifty two. Yeah. So. You don't see anything. Yeah. So it is a cliffhanger. I didn't really bring this up in the episode, but this does kind of introduce the like naming convention or not introduce it, but maybe like solidify it where we have like, you know, we have Straw Hat Luffy, Zoro mm-hmm. the Demon, Mihawk the Hawkeye Swordsman, and, um, you know, Red, Redfoot Zeph, and, and this kind of uh, name slash nickname convention is kind of being thoroughly mm-hmm. established. That's the credibility, right? Yeah. Like, like you mentioned that we yeah. finally see the wanted poster for the first time. And I love the wanted posters because there are some gags that he plays with, like, the bounty levels. But for the most part, this is basically the Dragon Ball Z power level equivalent. Yep. yep. Whatever whatever your bounty is, is your power level. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, we are in the big leagues now, for sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you can email us if you want to at devilfruitpunch at gmail.com. We love to hear from everybody. And until next time, ahoy! Ahoy! Ahoy!